previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. So why don't we back up though? You grew up in Pittsburgh, outside of Pittsburgh? I grew, yeah, outside of Pittsburgh. Uh, it's it's a, the next county up and over. I went to Little Community College, but I went to Beaver Falls High School where they're only famous for Joe Namath, nobody else. Wait, did you oh. say only Joe Namath? Joe Namath and myself. Back to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC podcast network. And we are all here again. Roxy's on cloud nine. I'm a mess. And so, Simon, you just start talking because that's what the people wow. want. Well, you know, I, I'm on cloud seven. I say, <laughs> if I had to pick a cloud. You know? Okay, seven's yeah. good. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I am in the thick of it. Uh, first of all and foremost, thank you, Littles, who reached out to me, congratulating me and wishing me well. And unfortunately, we miss well, I, or I didn't misspeak, but things changed. So we are actually opening tonight. Tonight's the night. But a lot of Littles reached out to me, congratulating me and just saying, well, break a leg, whatever, all these different things. And it was really fantastic. That was really sweet of you. But we actually officially are opening our first performance tonight. Uh, we'll see how it goes. God help you all. Yeah. <laughs> May the odds be ever in your favor. <laughs> right. I mean, all I can say is, Littles, if you're an actor and you haven't done a show for a year and a month, you might want to look over some stuff before you come back. That's all I'm going to say. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so Littles, also, well, big shout out to Shad in D.C. because it is International Haiku Poetry Day. And it's also International Bat Appreciation Day. Now, before you get too excited about that, we're not talking about a baseball bat. We're talking about the other one. <laughs> so Animals. Yikes. Too soon? <laughs> Are we appreciating bats right now? No. I mean, do, do we know if that's officially what how COVID happened? I think it is. I, I, I think don't know. It is, right? I think it is, but you know, the story keeps evolving and Yeah, I keep like feel like it, it keeps changing. And, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Ugh. So I, I assume one of you has a haiku about bats and COVID prepared for, for this very occasion, right? Oh shoot. Maybe we'll do that when we come back yeah. after the, the interview. That's a good idea, Simon. Mm -hmm. There's your homework. Yeah. Well, maybe well, we should call well, Chuck. Let's call Chuck and tell I him think to do it. This sounds like a it. Chuck job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We'll, actually, we'll get there in a second. Uh, we wanted to give a quick shout out to our 500th follower. Yeah. We already hit 500. This is great. We're climbing all the time. We're actually ahead of 500, but their screen name is actually on Twitter, TB Rules, and that's at TB Rules 4. Now, I have no idea who that is, but they are our 500th follower on Twitter. That's so exciting. Now they had a really cool, you know how you can put like a quote or something on your pro, is it your profile? It's like your bio your or bio something. Your bio or whatever. Yeah. They actually put in there, it says, quote, say what you mean, mean what you say, and don't say it in a mean way. Oh, I love Ooh, that. Isn't that great? Like that. Yeah, that's nice. I that's, like this person already. Right? We don't even know who you are. So. And I assume that they love Tampa Bay or Tom Brady or TV oh. rules, right? Good on you. I Ooh. didn't even, I didn't go there. I was thinking it was their name. I thought it was like, maybe it's Tom Brady. They just, you mean they just love themselves so much. Yeah. Maybe it is Tom Brady. Maybe it's Tom Brady. <laughs> We're going to go with that. Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Brady follows the Loyal Littles podcast on Twitter. <laughs> he was the 500th one. And he was the 500th. The four has wow. got to stand for something, right? Those are the four Super Bowls he didn't win out of like, what, 20? No, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so let's actually start off with some errors and corrections, so to speak. Uh, from our last interview, and I, I apologize because I don't know who actually tweeted this out to us, but it says, this has probably already been said, but Greg Popovich, and this is in regards to our last Meet the Littles guest, Ryan Popovich, but he says, Greg Popovich is not from Texas. He is from Northwest Indiana, born in East Chicago, and went to Merrillville High School. But yeah, we, we did know that, and uh, I guess it just never made on the, the podcast episode. And a real big one, and we apologize. This is first getting an apology and a shout out, because I forgot this. This is totally on me. I forgot to do this last time. This happened about oh, almost a week ago. But Simon, you're going to love this one. This is a shout out, and I, I hate this because I'm probably going to butcher her name, but Hope Trotween, I think that's how you say her name. So for those of you that don't know, Simon is a softball pitcher, not cricket, softball pitcher for one of our teams that we play together on. Simon Hope faced 21 batters and she struck out 21 batters. Whoa. She faced 21 batters, had 21 strikeouts. She's the, from North Texas softball. They're calling it the ultimate perfect game. 
Wait, yeah, I, I saw this. Oh, I, you did? I read yeah. about this. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. So it's I was just, we wild. had to give a quick shout out. This happened last Sunday. It says, through all seven innings, she struck out every single one of the 21 batters she faced from the University of Arkansas in Pine Buff. She is the first pitcher in NCAA Division I softball history to strike out every batter in a seven-inning perfect game. It's also the first perfect game in the history of North Texas. Okay, so so quick clarification, Mm -hmm. which is I'm sound like an idiot. Perfect game has to be all strikeouts. No, perfect game is well in Major League Baseball, it would be 27 up, 27 down. Okay, but doesn't have to all be strikeouts. But hers were all strikeouts. Hers were all strikeouts. So that should be called the ultimate perfect game. That's what they said. Yeah. And has that ever happened in any of the baseball, softball? professional leagues i do not all. believe the ultimate if that's what they're calling it no matter of fact just this week they had almost your simon you're gonna laugh at this because this can't happen in softball well it depends which league you're playing but we had the perfect game going and in the ninth inning the guy hit a batter on the foot so he got to first base so he actually had to face 28 batters to get the no hitter so that was just called a no hitter it's no longer a perfect game how oh, crazy is that well, so well, close. Well. Is that That's suck so or what? Far. Yeah, yes, I mean, so that, that that just hurts. So anyway, all right, it's now that time. I think we're going to need a jingle for this. Uh, it's now time to get to Simon's fan mail, as we call <laughs> it. So, all right, maybe it's not it, All right, maybe it's not so much Simon fan mail as Chuck's non-fan mail or something. Wow. I don't know. I like that. We need a jingle for the not Chuck fan mail. <laughs> well. that, that, that's the real <laughs> jingle right there. Yeah. Well, okay, so Sully from Boston writes in, he goes, I mean, I guess my question for the Loyal Littles pod is, why would Tiny Chuck come back? See what he did there? <laughs> the way it gets better. Steve Oswald, our good friend from Emerald City Catering, writes, would Chuck? How much Chuck would Tiny Chuck Chuck if Tiny Chuck would Chuck would? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm kind of considering that Simon fan mail for the week because... Everyone you know, loves you. So that's fantastic. Aww. Now... Littles, we're now at Simon. We're gonna take a seat here because we're gonna get to the big news of the day. Okay, it's actually yesterday. But please welcome to the show Roxy, who made her PTI debut yesterday on Fortune Teller. No pictures, please. No pictures. (laughs) I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. DeMille. (laughs) Simon, do you know what that is? Wait, I missed this. I just didn't see this one. Wow. Thanks. You. You could have given me a heads up, or is it? Like, I didn't no listen. It happened up. so fast, <laughs> and thank goodness I answered this time. So I got a phone call a couple weeks ago, and I didn't answer because I'm an idiot. And then this time they called, and thank goodness they called when they did because I had just finished taking a bar class, a virtual bar class, not drinking bar, but like ballet bar, <laughs> yeah, but uh-huh. fitness bar. Yeah, go ahead, tell them that. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. Okay. So I'm like shaking from class because it's such a hard class, and I'm sitting on the couch, and I get a phone call, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's Washington, D.C. I better answer this. And sure enough, it was PTI and... It was but just, it wasn't Bonnie. It was someone no, else. it was somebody else. And honestly, I blacked out right away. So I don't even remember her name. She was uh, very sweet. Yeah. And Okay, so Littles, that's my first question. Does this actually count? Because it wasn't oh, Bonnie. Come on. No, just kidding. So anyway, so of course we tell her dad. He's super proud. And he, he actually asks, he says, so does this make her a little now? And I said, well, I go, it's definitely, she's definitely achieved what I'm considering super tiny status. But Littles, we put this to you because it's a good question because, I mean, I, I don't know. Is Does this make you a little now? I mean, that's a pretty big It's a pretty big deal, it, but it's a pretty big deal to me. I know a lot of Littles have, ha- have done oh, this yeah, done multiple times, times, so they're sure. probably like, oh, please, this is nothing. But right. for me, I was on cloud nine all day. I'm still on cloud nine today. I'm flying high. Literally, if there was a soundtrack to my life... <laughs> The chorus of Katrina and the waves walking on sunshine would have started playing the second I hung up the phone because it was just like that for me in that moment, everything was going right. And it was just, it was awesome. Now, what was the question was what about who was it? Dwayne Wade. It was about Dwayne Wade. Now, do you know who even know who Dwayne Wade is? Some basketball guy. (laughs) I don't don't know. I've heard of the heat. I've heard of the jazz, you know, and first of all, like, it's really fun to say jazz. Like the word jazz is just, I don't know. I love it. It was so much fun. (laughs) So Simon, you're next. We got to get you on here. I've done it once. Roxy's done it once. We got it. I mean, we know the loyal littles out there would love to hear Simon's voice on PTI. Oh, yeah. 
So Bonnie, I don't think you're listening, but if you happen to be or someone who knows her, get in touch. We'll try to figure that out because that would be a lot of fun if you could do that sometime. Oh my god, yeah, I'm, that would be awesome. Yeah, and then uh, then so Chuck's cool. out for good. Then Chuck's done. <laughs> I mean, if Simon does PTI before Chuck, then it's done. It's a done deal. That is a game changer. All right, you two, let's get out of here. Congratulations, Roxy, Yay. and and write us in uh, wtfcpodnet at gmail.com. What do you think? Am is, I a little? Am I a tiny? Am I a super? Well, tiny? you're definitely. I, I'm just going there. You're definitely super tiny now because you're not just a tiny i mean you've done freaking pti now so yeah you're above <laughs> tiny status in my opinion that's all you know that's what matters to me but i don't know about little because you don't really quite listen to the podcast yet totally no, so, i listen to bits and pieces on yeah, occasion so, well we'll see we'll see what the, the littles will speak the littles will speak and we'll be right back with meet the littles it's the Loyal Littles Podcast, in your ear, on the WTFC Podcast Network. Here's Chuck and Roxy. If you were not awake yet, you are awake now. We are being played in this episode by The Beautiful Losers. And this song is called Rock and Roll Warrior. And you can find them pretty much anywhere. They're on Spotify, Facebook, Apple Music, and a ton of others. They're on Twitter, at Losers Beautiful. That Twitter handle, again, is at Losers Beautiful. They say, though, the best way to reach out to them is just by going to their website and seeing all their stuff there. That is TheBeautifulLosers.org. That, again, is TheBeautifulLosers.org. And as always, we will play the full song, Rock and Roll Warrior, at the end of the podcast. All right, all you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles. And boy, do we have a fun one for you today. All the way from the Sunshine State, we've got with us today Jeff Turner. Hey, Jeff, how's it going? Good. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Yeah, we're doing fantastic. So, Jeff, as you know, you listen to the podcast quite a bit, right? Yes, absolutely. So you know the ropes. So we turn it over to you. Introduce yourself to the Littles. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Anything you want a loyal Little to know. Sure. My name's Jeff Turner. I'm, uh, I live in Weston, Florida, which is outside of Fort Lauderdale. Uh, we're kind of the western outpost to the Everglades past us. Nothing but alligators and water and Everglades. So I live here with my wife, Erin, the woman to whom I'm related by marriage, as we all know. Uh, she's a very well-to-do executive at a, at a hospital here in Weston. I'm in accounting and finance. I work in accounting and finance, have for many years and work for a health plan down here. And I have three teenage daughters, one in college, one off to college soon, and uh, another about to go into high school. And been listening to Tony for a long time since I think about 2006. I had a friend that I was working with at the time who said, have you ever heard of Tony Kornheiser? Have you ever heard of the radio show? You should check it out. So that was kind of how I got onto that. And I knew Tony from their sports reporters and really liked Tony. So I checked it out and kind of one thing led to another and just been following it ever since and certainly got involved with the Facebook groups and, you know, found you guys and speaking of tangents. And it's just been really great. Wow, that's fantastic. So let's dissect this a little bit. So you grew up in Florida? No, I grew up in Baltimore. Oh, Baltimore. I grew up in Baltimore, just outside of Baltimore, actually. It's Owings Mills, very small town, one of the Baltimore suburbs. So uh, I always laugh when I listen to the podcast with Jason Lockin for it, you know, with the right. Baltimore voice, because I can do that a little bit. I'm not from that side of town, but uh, oh. I, I, that comes out every once in a while with my wife. She doesn't, she doesn't particularly care for it, but, um, you know, it, it, it peaks out every <laughs> once in a while. And, and people down here say I have an accent, which I don't, I don't hear, but <laughs> I guess certain words just, uh, kind of sneak out. Right. I'm just, I gotta be honest. I don't hear it either. Really. You know, Not I've yet. heard that 
I grew up in Connecticut and people always say, I've heard two different things that people that grew up in Connecticut don't have accents. And then other people say, no, they absolutely do. Um, so it yeah. kind of, I think it depends on where, maybe where in the area, because you either get the more New York side or sure. the more Massachusetts, Boston side. So both are kind of similar and Connecticut is sort of a mishmash. I maybe of the two, but yeah, I guess it just depends on which neighborhood you grew up in. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And I'm and I, thinking about it, too. I remember as a kid, we used to travel. I, I, I've actually been to all 48 states, 48 continental states. Cause, oh, wow. um, my parents and I used to travel around the country in an RV over the summer. My mom was a teacher. My father would always take off for the summer and we'd travel around. And I remember the first time we went to the south and people said, oh, are you from the north? Are you from Boston or are you from New York? And I said, no, like, I don't sound like that. I also remember going up north and going to Maine and Connecticut and New Hampshire and people were like, oh, you're from the south, aren't you? And I'm like, I'm from the middle. The I'm middle. The middle. Right. So, but uh, yeah, I guess it all depends on what you hear. Yep. <laughs> and so and where did you go to school? I went to a private school in Baltimore. It's kind of it's somewhat of a uh, Loomis Chafee school for the rich type of uh, environment. Uh, it's called McDonough School. It's a college prep school in, in the Baltimore area. And then for college, I went to Gettysburg College in Pennsylvania and did undergrad there. Uh, my major was management with an accounting focus. Gotcha. Um, I kind of got roped into that. I really wanted to be a history major and be a history teacher. But my mom was a teacher for many, many years. And uh, she said, no, you're not going to be a teacher. You need to find a get a good business degree and go out in there and do that. So mm -hmm. that's kind of what got me on the path. And I got a master. I got an MBA in, in Baltimore from Loyola College in Baltimore. And spent most of the, the 90s and 2000s there. It was 2012 that my family and I moved down here to uh. South Florida, just really for the sun, for a new opportunity. My kids were still small at the time, so it really kind of made sense to make the move. Sure. And it really, it's kind of the best thing we ever did. It's been great. Amazing. It's oh, wow. great. And so now, is your, your wife considered a tiny or not really at all? Not really. Okay. She uh, she tolerates my discussion and talk of the podcast. <laughs> she, doesn't, she doesn't particularly... Uh, pursue it or, or mm. follow along. I actually just recently did fortune teller. So I, I, I showed mm. her that. And so she got a chance to see Tony and she said, who's the other guy? And I said, <laughs> well, that's Mike Wilbon. And I had to explain, you right. know, all of that. So yeah, she's, she's not quite a tiny, but, but my but, kids, you know, was my she kids excited? are the podcast as well. She was, she was very excited. I mean, you all, like... my kids were excited too. It was great. Yeah. You're like, Oh my God, that's her dad on TV, right? Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah. It that's... was huge. It was really cool. Yeah. Now, can we go back to your daughter quick? Did you send me yeah. a message about that? I think I did. You I did. Remember, okay. I remember you talking about that. Yeah, and, I was an opera um, major. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's really it's really cool. And she's she's so talented. And it's kind of funny because each one of my daughters has an ability or has something from me. There's something that I'm passionate about. I really passionate about singing. I, I uh, sung in a, in a choir in college and we toured in Europe and it was great. Oh, wow. um, and I'm and I'm not I don't have a strong voice, but I'm I'm a good blending voice in, mm -hmm. in a choir. Mm -hmm. um, she has an amazing voice. She's a, wow. she's a soloist and a soprano one. And the world is really her oyster for the future. So it's really exciting to wow. kind of see her voice grow gradually. She's been taking lessons for about six or seven years now. And, and how old know, is she able to go? And she's 18. She's oh, okay. going to be turning 19 uh, next week. She's just doing really great. She's oh, just fantastic. doing really great. So, yeah, it's, it's, so funny. it's really exciting. <laughs> Don't tell her the story, but I hated it. I oh, really? hated it. Yeah, because I wanted to be a Broadway guy. And sure. what happened was when I auditioned, they, you have to audition with classical stuff, you know, usually right, when you go right. to a college audition. And yeah. they liked it so much that they wanted to put me in the opera program. But that mm -hmm. kept me away from the Broadway. And so I, I just, ugh, I was just like, no, I just want to do Broadway. And, but they offered me scholarships. So I was like, sure. I had to be in the opera program. So I was like, okay, all right, I'll do it. And played some pretty good roles, you know, but it wasn't Broadway. So that's why it was just like, right. not my thing. I mean, I respect it and all that. Yeah. yeah so. I can totally understand that. She started out wanting to do Broadway and she did plays and things in high school and she was involved in some musicals and did local theater and just the way her voice, the, the tone of her voice and the way that she um, enunciates and her pronunciation is amazing. And she did some classical pieces with her voice teacher in high school. And it really just kind of shined through. Oh, you know, we great. said to her, you should look at opera. And she kind of just fell in love with it. So oh, it's been, fantastic. it's that's really been amazing. great. Now, has she been up to yeah. the city, to city opera or, any, or anything like that? She hasn't yet. She okay. hasn't yet. So gotta get her it's up one here. of those things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and we've been we, we were kind of talking about all that stuff before COVID happened. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, right. you know, things got put on hold. But 
hopefully we're all getting there. We're, we're in the process of getting her and her sister, hopefully, you know, scheduled to get their shots. My wife and I both have our shots. So, oh, great. you know, oh. hopefully, uh, hopefully sooner than later. Yeah. Well, obviously if it ever happens, let us know. So now you obviously, well, you kind of moved around a lot, but you did obviously you've hit every, so Alaska and Hawaii, the only two states you've never been to? Alaska and Hawaii are the last two. So right. um, the goal is maybe in the next two years to do Hawaii. My wife and I have been together for 25 years. We're, this year will be our 23rd year married. So we were kind of thinking for the 25th anniversary, maybe we'd do something big and maybe Hawaii would be that. So, you know, uh, oh, the goal is to get both of those. They're on the bucket list. And, yeah. You know, I'm sure sooner or later we'll get there. Yeah, I've got Alaska. That's it. So Anita's waiting for us. So I'm very <laughs> excited about it. She, she was like, sure. yeah, just let us know. You can stay with us, blah, blah, blah. Like, well, we'll see. But I got to get up there because that's the only one I haven't been to. But so you did move around a lot. So now where do your allegiance lie sports-wise? Favorite team, favorite sport, that so, kind of stuff. Yeah, so I, of course, growing up in Baltimore, Orioles, 100%. Ravens, Ravens are really my absolute number one team that I live and die with. I'm, I'm a huge Orioles fan just from growing up, and mm-hmm. I still sure. follow them. But I don't die on every game and pitch like I used to when I was a kid. Right. Um, but I, I also follow the Capitals. So the Capitals run a couple years ago for the Cup was amazing. Mm. Um, and then I grew up a Washington Bullets fan. But when the Washington Bullets ceased to exist and kind of went downtown and became the Wizards. I just kind of lost interest and I just kind of stopped following them. So I became a Heat fan since we moved down here. Okay. And I was a LeBron fan from before that. It was kind of funny the year before we moved was when the first year they were in the finals. I was actually rooting for the Mavericks because I like Dirk Nowitzki yeah. and was hoping that he'd get a title. And <laughs> it was really cool to see that. But then the following year, I moved to Miami and became, you know, moved down towards Miami and became a, a Heat fan. And then of course, getting to see them in person and see LeBron and D Wade and all that was just amazing. It's I follow them and and I also tangentially follow Philly sports because oh, wow. my in laws all live in the Wilmington Delaware area, so they're all Philly fans. Oh wow! So uh, I kind of follow those teams through them. I also have a couple in laws that are Pittsburgh fans, which I not a huge Steelers fan or Penguins <laughs> fan, obviously. Yeah, I was I was just gonna ask. That was the first thing I was thinking. So what's that like? Like when yeah, Baltimore it's... and. <laughs> It's like, <laughs> so, so it's interesting when early on, when my wife and I were together and the first few years we were married, I used to watch Ravens Steelers games with my father-in-law and my, and sometimes my brother-in-laws and it just was too much. Yeah. It was yeah. too, it was too tense. <laughs> and um, it was one of those things that you couldn't celebrate a, a great play or they couldn't celebrate a great play on their side. So we watch apart and certainly now I'm a thousand miles away. So it's a lot easier to do that. But I always like to say I hang with the Philly fans in the family. So right. that works out pretty well. Yeah. Um, Roxy has a similar situation. She has a sister-in-law who is a diehard Yankees fan. Oh, wow. So yeah. that's interesting because yeah. they actually yeah, I, have um, a son they're bringing up with dad being a Red Sox fan. And, and her being a Yankees fan. But they're also up in the Boston area. So that'll right. he's already developing the Boston accent, which is super cute. It will Definitely. be really interesting. I mean, he might not pick either team. He might yeah, say, surely. you know what? I'm going to pick San Diego. I don't know. Anybody. <laughs> yeah, maybe the Orioles. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that'll, yeah, yeah. it's always interesting when you have those. I, I grew up that way because my dad, diehard Yankees fan. I have two sisters that are diehard Yankee fans. Right. It's just, it's, it's been rough. But yeah, I can imagine that <laughs> Pittsburgh, Baltimore would be the same kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, but it's, so. it's fun. It's certainly, I think the, the Ravens fans uh, respect the Steelers organization. It's a lot of the same two blue collar towns. And, sure. you know, mm-hmm. there's a mutual respect. Certainly, it's very hard to say that because, I used to hate Heinz Ward and I used to hate Joey Porter (laughs) and a lot of these players just, you know, kind of get under your skin, but you know, you respect the organization and certainly the fans. They're as passionate about their team as we are about ours. So it's it's understandable. And, getting to know Bob Spurl through through the Littles group has been amazing and you know mm-hmm. he couldn't be a nicer guy yeah and you know with winning the the master's contest last time you know he sent me the gift of small monetary value <laughs> and which included payday bars which was amazing so nice. I, oh, fun. Uh, yeah, it was really really cool so um actually let's let's uh let's do this if you can stick around right Sure. Okay. All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll come back because we got a lot more questions and more new fun questions, actually. We're very excited about this. So, Littles, we'll be right back with Meet the Littles. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Have you heard about Summer of Littles 3.1? Uh, yeah. As previously announced, COVID permitting, the Summer of Littles 3.1 will be held on Saturday, August 7th. 
Details will follow, but there are already confirmed venues in Denver, Colorado, Laytonsville, Maryland, Frankfurt, Michigan, Cincinnati, Ohio, New York, New York, Orlando, Florida, Weathersfield, Connecticut, and Indianapolis, Indiana. Didn't hear a venue close to you? Consider hosting a venue in your locale. Get more information by emailing your interest to summeroflittles2 at gmail.com. Now that's using the number two. So summeroflittles2 at gmail.com. Or you can reach out on Twitter at summerlittles2. Same thing, the number two. On Twitter, that's at summerlittles2. I wish I hadn't met the littles in person. Said no one ever. (laughs) That's right, Roxy. Say goodbye, Roxy. Goodbye, Roxy. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. And we have Jeff Turner with us today. And he's just been filling us all in on his family. And so we just had some other fun questions to ask uh, a, a newer one. Well, actually, first, have you ever had an email read on the show? I've had three, and, um, and none of them have been particularly funny. I mean, I think usually what it is is Tony will bring something up, and then I'll say, well, that's not exactly right, or you know, maybe I can kind of fill them in. So the, the most recent one I had read was about Peter Asher. It was about oh. Peter Asher because of the whole thing that he had, the, yeah. the whole rigmarole of Peter Asher and how charming yeah. he was. And so I sent an email saying that I listened to the Beatles station on Sirius mm-hmm. and that, that he has a show on there and it's, he's just as charming on that show. And the woman to whom I'm related by marriage and myself have learned so many things. And the funny thing is she always brings things up to me about Jane Asher and this and that. And I say, yeah, I know. I was listening. I was sitting right next to you and we heard it on the show. So <laughs> that was the, uh, the last time. And he knows Western Florida because his father had been in Plantation, Florida, which is right, right. down the road. So yes. I always put in my emails – you know, Weston, Florida, you know, Weston. And so it, I think that kind of triggers it for him. Sure. Sure. Oh, that's great. Now here's a newer one, which I think is fun. Did you ever go to camp growing up? And if so, where? So I did not, uh, well, I I was going to say I did not go to sleepover camp, but I did go to Boy Scout camp for a week. Oh, okay. And that was up in Maryland. And, um, it was, we did canoeing through the, um, like the CNO canal, Chesapeake and Ohio canal up that way. Mm -hmm. And kind of down from Western Maryland down to Baltimore and then ended up at a Boy Scout camp, and that was great and fun. It was it's not the t- it's not the, the Mr. Tony camp right. circumstance, and I had friends that did that, but I never did. And my grandparents actually owned they owned a nursery school and a summer day camp, so I went to summer day camp for many years mm-hmm. and was around that, and that was a lot of fun. It was just that was kind of a family thing, and um, it was great also too being the grandson of the person that ran the camp and ran the school. So that was. Sure. That was a lot of fun, but yeah, I didn't have the Mr. Tony experience. experience no, yeah. no Larry Brown stories or anything. <laughs> I actually went to Boy, Boy Scout camp one year too. Now that I remembered it, I only one I could always remember was I went to a church camp in Speculator, New York, and it's called Camp Fowler. I'll never forget it. And it kind of reminds me of the exact camp that you know Tony always talks about. But sure. I now that you br- now that you said that, I I did actually go to Boy Scout camp one year. I. I did the whole Boy Scout thing, and then I, I literally got the arrow of light, and I think literally the second it was handed to me, I said, you know, like, peace out, see you later, I'm going to play right. baseball, because it always <laughs> yeah. conflicted with baseball, Little League, mm. and, yep. you know, my dad was a big baseball player, so and I just wanted to play baseball. I mean, I did enjoy the Scouts, don't get me wrong, I'm, and I'm thankful, because sure. I did learn a lot, for sure, but yeah. So. Yeah, I was a part of an organization that oh. is, they've <laughs> changed the name since, mm-hmm. but uh, it it was a father-daughter organization, you and can we just would say do. It. It's okay. People get it. It it was called Indian Princesses, yeah. and they had Indian okay. guides. I mean, right. we and it was very it was different time. educational. We learned sure. about yeah. the tribes that we each were a part of, and at the end of the season, we would all go to a weekend camp up in mm-hmm. Connecticut called Camp Jewel, and just have the best time with our dads and our our friends yeah. and archery, climbing, rock climbing, just a lot of fun. But I, I can't, sure. I don't know what the name of the organization is now. It is related to the YMCA, but yeah, that's what we we were called. Yeah, it's. It's a different time. The world has changed so much. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I think it's a lot more just awareness and yes. just understanding. Well, that's the and, thing. And I hope and, people understand you know, that. That's that really what comes from. I, right. I'd like to think we can still talk about it. And it was the sure. past. And, you know, and we're obviously careful when we talk about a football team from Washington and things like that. Right. Exactly. We've had a few guests that come on and, and refer to them as, you know, because they're talking about the teams from the 80s and stuff. Sure. And it's like, it's you know. It's what they grew up with. And right. Exactly. And. The important you know, thing is we just, know now better and we move on exactly. and evolve, you know, but anyway. 100%. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> so Roxy, you had a question, right? I kind of 
I have a few questions that were triggered from the the whole music conversation that we had. Uh, have you ever written a jingle? So I wrote, I've written one jingle, and um, I, it's it's not one of those things that I haven't wanted to write more. It's just that I. I'm maybe still a little intimidated about it. Sure. And, uh, it, also, it also takes time. The the one time I did it, it was, I think it was like four years ago. I was listening and it just kind of hit in my head. And um, it was about Russell Westbrook when Ke- uh, Kevin Durant left, uh, when he left Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Tony said, well, you know, God only knows with Westbrook. And then like, I immediately thought God only knows the Beach Boys. Right. right. So I'm like, that's a perf. I can write that and I could do that. Yeah. And so I wrote it down and I actually reached out to Joe Arrow. Joe Arrow was the first little that I became friends with on Facebook and started communicating with. And so I said, I've got this idea and gave it to him and he recorded it and just, it came out amazing. And nice. um, it's on little songs. It's on the, the Jerry Negrelli website. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't get played on the show, but it was right. just, uh, you know, it's just really a cool thing. And I'd like to do it. And I'd also like to have, I've tried to get my daughter. I was just going to say that. Her singing yeah. ability. I've, I've talked to her about it many times and said I'd like to get her to do it, but uh, it hasn't happened yet, but hopefully in the future. All right, here you go. So write a nice opera duet for me and your daughter. We can record it (laughs) as a jingle. That would be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) That would be amazing. Yeah. And then my other musical question, you mentioned that you listen to the Beatles. So I love the Beatles. What is your favorite song? If you have one, if if you can even choose, you know? (laughs) Well, I mean, it's really, it's like choosing between your kids in a lot of ways. You right. know, it really depends on your mood. And, well, be ready because you know, that's the next question we're asking. So no, <laughs> I say to them, they always say, I'm the favorite, I'm the favorite. And right. no, I'm the favorite. And I say, well, you're all the favorite and you're all the least favorite. It just depends on the moment. Yep. So I wouldn't say that for a Beatles song, but I kind of, I roll back to Hey Jude. It, to me is mm-hmm. like, is the one that just kind of, I don't know, it just emotionally, it just kind of fits me and just really kind of speaks to me. And, and I saw, it was two or three years ago, we saw Rain, the, the oh, tree yeah. formed at, at Hard Rock, and we saw them. And it was, it literally was like you were seeing the Beatles. Like mm-hmm. it was just, it was amazing. And they did Hey Jude, and everybody stood up. And the, the guy who was Paul, you know, was like, okay, lads, you know, let's hear the lads. And okay, now the ladies, the ladies were better. You know? <laughs> so it was just... It was amazing. It so, was absolutely amazing. Do I? Is this going to be another Sean Morrissey moment when you're like, "Oh yeah," and by the way, I do impersonations because that was pretty pretty good. I'm that just was pretty saying. spot on. I feel I feel <laughs> I, I need could, a Paul McCartney bumper for the podcast soon or something. You know, like. I could try that. I could try it, and, and you could see if it fits. So we would love yeah, that. I, I can do a, a, a few voices, but not not to the uh, the Sean Morrissey level. Unfortunately. <laughs> well, that was pretty good. I'm just saying. Okay, now by any chance did you ever get to Vegas to see what was it called? Oh, the Beatles Cirque Show. Oh yeah, what was it's it? Love. Yeah, it was just called Love, right? Yeah, I have not seen it. Oh, it's amazing. It's kind of was... funny because we watch Pandora, the music station. We're watching it on our TV, even though it's music. Mm-hmm. And um, literally, right before you guys called me, I was they were playing um, songs from Love and were listening to it. So yeah. um, I'd really love to see it. It's interesting to me because I was reading a little bit about it the other day on Wikipedia, and it's I think. I mean, if you've seen any Cirque du Soleil show, they always kind of weave a story into all the things right, that they absolutely. do. Right, yep. absolutely. And um, it's just interesting to see what I read online, kind of little pieces, bits and pieces mm-hmm. of different songs and different people in their lives that they've kind of incorporated into this whole story. So yeah. it's, it's definitely one of those things. If we get next time we get out to Vegas, we'll have to check it yeah. out for sure. I mean, I wouldn't say it's O. You know, at the Bellagio, which is in my right, opinion, right. one of the best. Now, I haven't seen a lot of, I haven't seen them in a long time. So I'm sure there, there could be better ones out there now. But back mm-hmm. in the day, that was the one to go see. And then, but Love was pretty good. It was, there were some really amazing performers in that. A lot That's of, awesome. A, a lot of acrobatics, mm-hmm. lots of trampolines, mm-hmm. yep. things like that. It was really cool. So real quick, but uh, I did see that you are a true crime podcast fan. What is, what exactly? Because actually Roxy thought it was Jason Bullitt's podcast mm-hmm. that he was referencing. I said, no, no, no. I think that's just the genre that you're interested in, it's right? It's the genre. Right. Yeah. Okay. The genre. So, okay. And it's funny. The woman to whom you're not allowed to refer to on the podcast <laughs> is, is also a, a fan of that genre. Right. And, um, she and I are fans of one of the podcasts I listen to. There's a, a podcast called Crime Writers On. And they're actually people who write true crime and also fictionalized crime stories. And they review things on Netflix. And I mean, they do they do pop culture reviews, but then they also do a lot of the true crime stories that are online and podcasts, obviously true crime podcasts that they review as well. But yeah, I listened to 
a lot of true crime and a lot of Mr. Tony and a lot of Aloy Little's podcast and all of the, uh, speaking of tangents before that. So right. yeah, I, I have podcasts on a lot and usually when I'm working or in the car or doing chores, definitely. That's now, so interesting. I've referenced this before. <laughs> you, you sound very much like me. It's kind of crazy, but so you would say you listen to podcasts more than music now, don't you? Absolutely. And isn't it Absolutely. sad a little and, bit? It's it's weird. It's weird. It's weird because right. it's weird because through my kids I get a certain amount of music when they're in the car. Sure. You know, they take over the radio and I let them do it. And I certainly still listen to classic rock or, or mm-hmm. you know other music that I have been interested in. But normally if I'm by myself, I'm listening to a podcast. Yeah. And it's just I don't have the I don't know I don't know when it changed. I don't know how it it's, changed. But right. For some reason, it just it happened. Just did. Yeah. Yeah. It just did. Yeah. It's so weird. I try to explain to people because even when I tell people, I'll be honest, most of them are friends don't even know about mm-hmm. this podcast obviously it's geared yeah. towards the littles if you're not a little sure there's a few out there that might be interested but for the most part it's littles so anyway but when i do slip and be like oh i'm recording a podcast or like or i'm recording it they're like oh my gosh what is it you know what part of theater is it about you know or what part of <laughs> right. music is it about and they're like and i'm like no 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 it has not they're like what and they're like this was more interesting to me you know so i can't with all this music talk we can't let this question go aside if you hosted saturday night live who would you like to introduce as your musical guest so it was kind of funny i had the answer prepared until the other day when i heard bob walsh and he said <laughs> diane kruger effect so that kind of took my answer uh, um, but honestly I, I i would love to have them on because it would be so cool to pal around with them backstage sure. and all that but i think if i was picking if it was all time obviously it would be the beatles um mm. but i would say realistically for now it would either be Paul McCartney by himself, which mm-hmm. would be amazing. He's the one celebrity that I think I would just lose it over if I ever yeah. got the opportunity to meet. And, Me too. Um, <laughs> yeah, just unbelievable. If it wasn't him, then I'm a huge fan of the Decemberists, and they would oh. be uh, a group that I would love to have the opportunity to introduce and get to interact with. They're, they have the smartest lyrics, and they're just really a good group of people from what I can tell. And it's kind of it's folk, pop, rock all kind of combined in together and they're one of those groups that whenever they have new recordings come out i'm one of the first to jump right in cool right. well and since you mentioned paul mccartney now and I, we don't normally do this promoting other podcasts but whatever it's a great podcast smartless do you know smartless i've heard of that but yeah. I, I haven't listened i mean i love it because i like jason bateman will arnett the and host, yeah and uh um sean hayes, sean hayes. the gag is that of course, they say this, but I don't buy it. But <laughs> one of the guests brings a, quote, surprise guest that the other two uh-huh. don't know, and they do an interview. That's the gag. Okay. And one week, it was Paul McCartney. And oh, if, wow. you, if you get, I would look it up. It was such a great interview. It really was. I will definitely check that yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. He's so great. And he's such a good talker. And it just, it was great. And he's funny. That's the best part. He is. He, he's just absolutely he really funny. So highly recommend that cool. to all you little I will little check that out. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. Totally. I love the fact that you guys do recommendations because, uh, you know, I yeah. have checked out things. I told you that I immediately got into right. what I got into. My, By nothing. The, but, oh, so, wait, is your wife going to hear this? Is she going to hear this? <laughs> I don't know. So <laughs> covering my bases. So, um, that, I yeah, meant... and, and you, you guys talked about Timeless, which I love that show. So yeah. it's just, you know, it's really cool to all the things that you guys bring up and things I can check out. And Clarice, um, we love Clarice. So. Ah, oh no, Roxy, that's a big no for Roxy. But I, I'm, I'm into hard it. pass. <laughs> but go ahead, you were gonna say Roxy had. Well, so speaking of timeless, if you could time travel, where would you go? Uh, I remember having this question a long time ago on some survey or something I filled out, and I and I think I'm kind of torn between two time frames. One would be like the founding of the country, like mm. the 1770s, mm. you know, just because of all the things that were going on and just and certainly turn with Mr. Tony and, and George Washington and Ian Khan, like all of yeah. that. I, I love that show. I love history. So, yeah, I think it'd be amazing to, to be, you know, to kind of see some of that for yourself. And then the other thing to me that I always found interesting was kind of like the post-war era after World War II into the 50s, like the end of the 40s into the 50s, sort Mm -hmm. of America at that time, and seeing the kind of the world from my parents' perspective when they grew up. So I think that would have been really cool, Elvis and all of that. So it would have been really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And just because it always has to come back to this for myself on the podcast, Ian Kahn, great softball player. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure. He really is. It's it's amazing how Mr. Tony always talks about the 
the connected tissue of the show and how people know each other and interact with one another. And it's definitely really cool to kind of hear about you guys with softball up there. And yeah, yeah really mm-hmm. cool. I was so bummed. I never got to do, I, I think I referenced this on another podcast that I w- couldn't wait for the moment. I was going to catching a game that he's playing in and he's up to bat and here comes the pitch and I'm just going to yell a cheesery right before he swings. Swing and a miss. <laughs> just to see what happens, you know, cause you know, we're not like best buds or anything like that. So, sure. you know, it just for this random person to yell at like cheesery before, not, you know, it's like, but I eventually actually yeah, went up to him and talked to him about Tony and stuff. And it was great. We had a great conversation. That's cool. Yeah, it was really cool. cool. But again, it's not like we're best buds or anything, but. All right. So would you rather win an Olympic medal, an Academy Award or the Nobel Peace Prize? Olympic medal, 100 oh. percent every day and twice on Sundays with, without a doubt. So I grew up as a huge fan of the Olympics. I know some of the littles and, and I sure you've probably seen it on the Facebook page. Some, some people kind of poo poo the Olympics a little bit, which I've noticed, I guess it's it's not, it's not everybody's cup of tea, I guess, but I just always grew up watching the Olympics. Of course, as a kid, my my mother was a huge fan of the Olympics. I would always kind of watched it together and really enjoyed it. And I was a huge fan of Mary Lou Retton and Mm -hmm. I wrote her a letter when I was a little kid and I got a part postcard back and it was just amazing. Just that thing. I can't imagine standing on the podium, having them play the national anthem. Yeah. And, you're there. That to me was just, is amazing. So absolutely 100% Olympic medal. Gotcha. I love that answer. I have to agree with you. Love the Olympics. <laughs> yes. <laughs> do you have a preference winter or summer or you just, you love all of it? I do love all of it. I mean, I would say overall, I have more of an affinity for the summer Olympics mm-hmm. because I love track and field. And uh, I, when I was in high school, I was on a track team and really enjoyed being a part of that. And so I kind of know the logistics of all of that and yeah. all the different events and it's fun. But but by the same token, I grew up watching the figure skating and watching all of the, the drama as it related to that and right. the, the hockey, the Olympic hockey, the 1980 Olympic hockey game, the game the against game, the Russians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I missed that game because I was nine years old and my mother said I couldn't stay up to watch it. So no. the greatest game ever played, couldn't <laughs> right. watch it. But I did see the gold medal game. But yeah, so it's, I think both. That's another hard choice. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is a very difficult choice. So yeah. kind of along the same lines, we're going to get a little deep on you. Would you rather be the best player on a team that always loses or the worst player on a team that always wins? So I, I think it's very natural to say that you want to be the best player on the worst team because you're the best player. But I think honestly, for me, I'd rather be the worst player on the best team. I, in my whole life uh, with all the sports that I played, really the only times that I ever won championships, I won an intramural soccer championship in college with my fraternity, which was a lot of fun and it was great, but it was intramural soccer in college, which wasn't the, yeah. the hugest of stakes. And then when I was in high school running track that I mentioned before, we all four years I was on the track team, we won championships every year, not because of me, not one time. You know, I was a middling sprinter for my first two years of high school and did well and was kind of in a track to kind of do well my junior and senior year and then had some illness and some issues and you know wasn't able to kind of fulfill that and and thankfully my my coach was very supportive of me and I was on the team and continued to be a part of the team and be involved so uh, I mean I think honestly I could say I was the worst player on the team, but it was still great being part of it and sure. you know, rooting for my teammates and winning championships. It was a lot of fun. Wow, that's fantastic. I feel like there's a lot of camaraderie that goes into if you are Absolutely. if you are a good team, there's a lot of good moral support and it pulls you together in, in a different way. And with track, it, it, it's very interesting because events are happening all the time, but mm-hmm. there are a lot of times too that depending on what part of the track team you're on, you're not doing anything. You're kind of standing around. So that gives you the opportunity to really support sure. your teammates and have that camaraderie and cheer on people. And uh, it's a lot of fun. Wow. Jeff, it, this has been fantastic. It's what been you, a pleasure. I really appreciate you guys reaching out. Oh, this is our pleasure. Uh, anything you want to plug? Any, how can we find you? on? Uh, you're on Twitter, right? And all that? Yes, I'm on Twitter. It's J.E. Turner 427. And I'm on Facebook and always accept friend requests from Littles and certainly in the uh, TK Smart and Funny group and the other group. I'm, I'm out there and uh, it's been great meeting all the Littles that I've met thus far. So anybody 
wants to reach out, I would really appreciate it. And certainly uh, Rocco's Warriors have gotten a chance to contribute for that. And uh, I wrote postcards to Rocco before he passed. I mean, that was what, the first time I heard about it was from, from Robert about asking for postcards because that was something that he wanted was postcards mm-hmm. from all over. So being in Florida, yeah. you know, I sent him, I think, one for turtles and one for dolphins. Aww. And um, so, yeah, so it's it, it definitely to, to contribute for that for sure. So as an homage to the show, we'll get you out of here on this. Roxy? Over or under? 100% over. And, <laughs> and everybody in this house is over. So, okay. No, no negotiating. No house cool. divided there. Okay, good. <laughs> exactly. One of our recent guests, uh, Michael Wynn, that was his, he said, uh, He's over, but his wife is under. So yep. he's like, I always have to correct her because she's clearly wrong. He goes, <laughs> it was very funny. So, all right, Jeff. Thank you so much for coming on and meeting the Littles. This has been such a good time. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, loyal Littles. We'll be right back. Hello, my precious. We are listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Yes! Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. And thank you, Jeff, so much for coming on. Such a fun time, as always. And now it's time. We're going to get to our Friday Five. Roxy, take it over. All right, Simon, this one's for you. Uh, All right. You've got one story from your past to prove you are or were a badass. Go. Well, I mean, how do you define bad, bad ass, as I would say? But um, <laughs> Can you just say that a few times for the bad ass, bad ass? <laughs> Bad ass. Yeah, well, actually, you know what? I have two, but I'm not going to give you two. I may have alluded to it previously that I had a story which I'm not going to use as this one because you're going to have to ask me at some point later down the line what this story is, where I used to work when I first moved back to New York as an adult. All right, Simon, uh, on behalf of the loyal, you can't tease it like that. No, I'm, you... I'm teasing because I teased before <laughs> and I realized I never, I never elaborated on it. Okay. So I'm going to tease again. So I'm going to choose the other story so that you can come back to this on another episode. The other story, I think, is, okay, so everyone knows New York is always open, except apparently on a Tuesday, and I was out with my friends. I had a friend visiting from England, another friend that I had done a show with, and we were trying to find places to go and drink, and everything was closed, and it was a real bummer. And then I was like, well, let's just keep walking around. It's like, give it another 10 minutes. We'll find something. We walk past this hotel, and there's like a little bit of you know noise coming from inside there. So I'm like, come on, let's just go check out what's going on here. We walk inside, and there's this after there's like a tv show that's doing a premiere party and it's packing up everything and i was like damn we missed out so instead i was like i said to my friends i was like there's got to be an after party for the for the after party (laughs) and by the way this is completely not something i normally do but i was just so determined so i went up to the person who was packing the most boxes and seemed like they were the most official person i went up to her and i gave her this big hug and i was like oh my god thank you so much for putting everything together this has been such a great night and she was like oh no way and like you know the whole confidence thing she was like wow you know i'm so glad you managed to come and like thank you so much she had no idea who i was <laughs> uh, and i was like i was like i know and she's like are you guys coming to the the after party i was like oh no i have got a really early morning so i, I probably won't make it she's like no no come on you got to come you got to come had never met me ever and she's <laughs> begging me to come to the after party and I was like, I don't know, maybe the other guys will come. And, and so she, she's like, here are the tickets. She gave us these three tickets to this after party. And so then we went to this after party. Wow. And uh, it was really fun. But the funniest thing about the story for me is the TV show. It was brand new at the time, so no one knew what this TV show was. It hadn't come out yet because it was kind of the, the release party. It was actually Impractical Jokers. No Oh, way. that's what the party was for? That's what it was for. And that's hilarious oh, to me because now I've watched the show I hadn't seen it at the time, and this is the kind of stupid stuff that they do. So it was very funny that it was that show, when right. it was brand new and no one knew anything about it, that I crashed the uh, Impractical Jokers after party. That, yeah. That's pretty that's, badass. Yeah. Mine's just terrifying, so I don't know we should even say mine, because... I'm, I'm ashamed that we did it, but I, I'm lucky. Oh, now you're teasing us. Go I'm on. lucky. All right. You know, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to pull a Simon. That's now being going to go. I'm going to call it pull a Simon. So I'm going to tell my <laughs> story. No, when we were kids, things were just so different. We didn't have a care and we were just all badasses. <laughs> and I'd go to the county fair and I'd watch this guy on a motorcycle and he'd jump over cars. And then I'd see him pull audience members out of the crowd and they'd lay down. They it, weren't, they were plants. Uh, they were plants. I can't confirm that nor deny it, <laughs> but then he would run up and jump over like 20 people in a row. Okay. So, you know, when you're like 12, what are you going to think? Oh, I could do that. I can do that. <laughs> now, oh, how man. I convinced four of my dear friends, neighbors 
to lay down in front of a, a, a built ramp with like two by fours and another, I don't even know what, not steady at all. Like it was just, these boards were laid on top of each other. And then I placed a board on an angle Diagonal, like yeah. to build a jump, essentially a homemade jump. Didn't even like nail them together or anything. Okay. So dumb. So dumb. Okay. <laughs> I don't, no one's wearing helmets or anything like I'm, I'm not even wearing a helmet and I'm on the, the trike. It was a trike, a three wheeler. Now, in our defense, I mean, I was smart enough to do it without people there first two or three times to make sure. And we even like drew a line with a stick every time I jumped it to see how far I could get to know that, okay, well, we have to be within this param. I mean, it was the dumbest thing. <laughs> sure enough, they laid down. I did it. I jumped them all. I, I think it was it? like four or five kids. Nobody wearing helmets. Oh, no. I wasn't wearing helmets. Nobody's yeah, wearing helmets. No. More importantly, who's to say when I come running up on the trike that the 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 ramp just breaks and I run every kid over <laughs> with yeah. my trike and kill them. I mean, That's it was so like terrible. It I was shouldn't the, laugh. But now that it's okay and everyone lived, I'm a badass. I'm sorry. That was pretty <laughs> badass in my opinion. So anyway, I don't know. That's my story. And I'm, how would you have killed them with a trike with well, a tricycle? No, 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 dude. This is a, an all train vehicle. Like a, I'm going like 55, 60 miles an hour on this. Okay, like motor. This story became very different. <laughs> I don't know why I, I heard tricycle. I'm not sure why. And I was like, I mean, even if it goes wrong, you're probably going to hurt the first guy, but that's it. Like, you know, no, you no, it was, him. this is, this is badass. That, that's uh, funny. Okay. I could see me wearing a helmet on a tricycle now though. Whole so. different story. Okay. Got it. Got it. Right. That is badass. That's that pretty bad. bad. No, what yeah, it is is stupid. stupid. That's what it is. <laughs> But I think back to the things we did as kids and to see how kids are protected now. And it's good. Yeah. Don't get yeah. me wrong. But it's like, yeah. Anyway. All right. Let's let's move on. This one was interesting. I feel like javelinas, Roxy, this is for you. Yep. They're overnamed. It's just a badass word. Let's just say that. It was, it's a cool <laughs> word. Should It should describe something better than a medium-sized pig type thing so it's worded suggestions now we actually had to google this because i did not know what a javelina was if we're even saying that right i think we are it honestly looks like pumba yeah right that's what i that was the first thing i thought yeah. of but anyway roxy what do you got all right well because of the name i think it should be a person who throws a javelin on point <laughs> with an e <laughs> now <laughs> All right, Rox, you might have to explain that. It's like this is like her saying in the wings the other day, and like, yeah, no, 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 no one knows. Right, so everyone knows what a javelin is. This is a sports podcast, so so that's fine. On point means she's playing off a ballerina. Ballerina who wears point (laughs) shoes. So on point is when she's or he is on the very tip of the point yep. shoe um doing their beautiful little dances and yeah and it's yeah that's badass that is it, it's so hard badass. i did it as that's, a child i then people that from can point do that. shoes to uh-huh. dancing in heels and now my feet i've tried putting point shoes on again and it does not it yeah. does not work my feet don't it, work in that position anymore but it's it's no joke yeah i'm changing mine that's badass okay what's the next <laughs> one all right, Chuck. So choose from history, literature, TV, or movies. Who is your worst dad ever? Okay. I think we should all do this one. This is kind of easy, I think, because I'm sure Simon's got some nice British TV show from, uh, <laughs> you know, that the littles are going to want to hear. I mean, it's got to be Al Bundy, right? I mean, married with children, like worst dad ever. I mean, but in a sense, not really because he worked hard. He was a shoe salesman and he just Gave his money to the wife every week and the kids, and they just kept taking his money. But so, yeah, no, I, I, I'm definitely, yeah, I'm going with Al Bundy. Okay. What do you got? All right. So I guess I would have to say Homer Simpson. Ah, uh, yeah. I didn't think of that cartoon. Classic dad. Yeah, Peter Griffin would probably be up there, too. Oh, he's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, terrible. Yeah. So that's another one. So, so, all right, Simon, do you have any? What do you got? Wait, it was like. On TV or history, was it? Or literature or movies. I mean, I probably, I probably wouldn't want Stalin to be my dad. <laughs> I, that would be pretty rubbish. I can't imagine he was a good dad. You know, if, I mean, maybe he was like good person to person, but for the rest of your life, yeah, who's your dad? Stalin. He's probably going to suck. So, <laughs> oh, no. yeah. All right. That's a good one. All right. Next one. In honor of the extra innings runner on second rule, propose a seemingly ludicrous sports rule change that you actually think might work. Oh, I got this one. Yeah, I think we're actually... Now, the funny part is these are actual rules we're about to say. Now, mine's a little made up, but go ahead. You go first. One one count. One and one count. I mean, come on. Ooh. One right? one count. Simon, Let's you have to it. deal with that. Now, in, That's a real rule, though. 
Uh, in not, softball. Well, no, it's, I, but it, is it? I think it's a yeah, made-up rule. Yeah, if you come in not wearing a shirt that represents <laughs> no, that's, your that's team. That's an 0-1 count. Oh, uh, well, You just get a strike whatever. if you don't have your jersey on. No, but I think these are all made-up rules. <laughs> I don't think that's an actual rule. I think it's just a made-up to speed up the game, and it works, but it's a pitcher's nightmare, Simon. You and I... I'm, I, it's the worst. It's freaking I, awesome. It changes. It changes. It totally changes. Sure. You have to pitch yeah. a first strike on a one and one count. I mean, yeah, you can't. So mess just around. be good and pitch it. Well, but there's sometimes there's strategy around that. If you know the hitter's good, you don't want to. You want to throw him a pitch Clunker? like. No, but you got to be clever, and you can't just give him one down the pike. Well, with a one and one count, you kind of have to. I mean, I don't know. It can go either way. Uh, Simon, do you have anything for that? Yeah, you know what. It just came to me. Okay, American football, or just football, as you would say. <laughs> so instead of doing all this extra time malarkey, which you know uh, has always been a mess in my opinion, why not do this, right? You each get one down from like the halfway line. Like the 50-yard line? Chance... Sorry, 50-yard line. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I didn't know. I, each, thought you meant, uh, I thought you meant like the half-yard, like not the one-yard, but the half-yard. Go ahead. Sorry, yeah, the 50-yard line, okay. and you can't pass the ball forward. So, you know, you have those fun, crazy plays where everyone's passing it backwards and just trying to like scramble oh, around. like rugby. It's like yeah, a, like rugby. So oh. each team gets one shot at it and you can't pass the ball forward, but you can keep it alive as long as you want. Right. And, you, and, and then you just keep going back and forth until someone like scores. So that's yeah. like your overtime solution. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. I mean, you did say it could be a stupid idea. So. Uh, oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 All right. So I'm going to go back to baseball or in this case, softball. And I'm going to say third foul, you're out. Yeah. That's another one I hate. Like mm. as a batter, it sucks, especially if you have a good pitcher that pitches you inside and if you just keep fouling pitches off, uh-uh, third one, you're out. That would speed up the game of baseball as it well. It would. It really would. I do understand the strategy behind that, though, with if you can keep fouling it out and not striking out or right. popping up however you make an out, just keep fouling, it tires the pitcher right. a lot. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yep. But it also takes freaking forever. Also, the pitcher should stop constantly throwing over to first base. I know there's strategy involved, but I just think that's the most ridiculous <laughs> thing. Just play the damn game, throw so the pitch. Then, then are you insinuating there would be no stealing then? I don't care. I just well, there you are, would if you were the pitcher and they just kept running on you. <laughs> there are moments where there are five there's five minutes that goes by and he doesn't pitch one ball down the plate. He throws it over the first and right, it right. pisses me out. Just Throw the damn well, ball. Do you guys have um, the? Sorry, I know I, I only allowed one, but do you have the rule one hand, one bounce over here? Um, <laughs> no. Okay. One hand, one bounce is a classic schoolyard cricket rule. And I think you guys could do it in softball or baseball as well. So when you're playing cricket in the garden or whatever, you know, you're typically playing with a tennis ball or something where it like can bounce. And so you can get someone out by obviously catching it straight through the air. But also, if you play one hand, one bounce, then if it bounces once, and you catch it with one hand, they're out as well. Mm. So you could add that to your extra time in, uh, in baseball. You know, uh, one hand, one bounce. It's a classic rule in England. That, that so you you're saying if the player hits the ball and it's a one hop and they catch it? With one hand, which you do anyway in baseball, I guess. Right, but, right, uh, right. Well, yeah, not always, okay. but yeah, most not times. Always. Okay, how about, how about one hand, but for baseball, one hand, one, like, what do you call it? Gloveless catch? What do you call it when it's? Bare hand. Bare hand. Bare hand. Okay, yeah, one hand, um, one bare hand. Hate to break this go. to you. Uh, that <laughs> yeah. used to be the rule of baseball. That was in baseball back in the day. Wait, and, if it bounced once yep. and you caught it barehand. Yep. Out. Yep. Yep. Bring it back. Bring it back. Then. Yeah. Cause <laughs> I play rule. in the old times baseball league in 1864 rules. That's what it is. So like a one hopper and you catch it. Yep. Now, if you're in the outfield and it's a pop-up and you let it drop in front of you, cause you're afraid it's going to hurt your hands. Cause it's so freaking high in the air and you let it bounce and then you catch it. It's an out. But the other team yells at you and they go, unmanly, unmanly. Oh. Now, I know that needs to be updated. But yes, that we're talking about 1864. That's a whole nother story, though, because there's some really cool rules about that. Because in the old time baseball, if it's a pop up and they, the runner knows that you're going to let it drop once before you catch it, they don't have to tag. They can just run. So oh. as an outfielder, you have to at least make them think you're going to catch it on the fly. Because if you catch it on the fly, whether it's one hand or two hands, it doesn't matter they then can't just run. They have to go tag up and then run. So there's a lot of, it's, it was kind of cool. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. I like that. A lot of interesting rules. So, all right, you two, let's get out of here real quick. We have one more and, uh, Roxy, you take this one. Have you ever found yourself stridently defending an irrational position you took on something? Well, that's easy. I just talked about it. When the pitcher throws over to first base, 
constantly. I understand that my hate for that play is irrational, but I will stand by that hate because (laughs) they just need to pitch the dang ball to the hitter and play ball. Let's go. I know. Look, I know it takes strategy, blah, 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 but it's really frustrating. All right. And I stand by it. All right. Forever and always. Well, Simon, as always, thanks for coming on. And uh, you sure you don't want to tell that other story? Oh, I'm going to save it. You okay. know, because yeah. there's going to be a day where I have nothing to say. So, uh, <laughs> well, that will definitely disappoint the listeners. So, listeners, you're going to have to come back because, A, you don't know when he's coming back on. It might be the next episode. It might be two or three episodes. Who knows? And uh, he might tell the story. So you have to come back and listen. <laughs> We'd like to thank our Meet the Littles guest, Jeff Turner. And as always, our bumper music, Sean Morrissey, bravo. That's all we can say. Bravo to that. Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. You can email us at wtfcpodnet at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Loyal Littles Pod. We're also on Instagram at the Loyal Littles Podcast. And also on Facebook. Don't forget our Facebook page, The Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget to give us a rate and review on Apple Podcast or iTunes. And for all you Loyal Littles, it is so fabulous to watch her do that live. I can't tell you. <laughs> you I mean, I know I've said this before, but you, it's hilarious. I, I'm trying not to make her laugh. I get because so excited. You're doing so good, Roxy. And I could never do that. So I appreciate it. I, I just appreciate you. Thank you, can you. See, I appreciate you too, Chuck. You can see you too, every, Simon. Yeah, Simon, we need to get you over here. You're freaking across the street. And yeah. It'll be so much fun if we do this all at the same at, at we don't whose uncle's table is this? Roxy's whose table Ooh, is this? It's cool Aunt Claire's table. Roxy, that's kind of funny actually. Um, I don't know how cool Aunt Claire feels about that, <laughs> but I think that would be a great honor. I really do. For right. sure. So I mean, you don't know where she's cool, then she's fine with it. You don't yeah, know where you got the cool. table from, Roxy? Seriously? Like is it Oh, I got the table from this is a hand me down from my mom. Huh. It used to be in my mom's kitchen. Oh, I see. Roxy's so, mom's table. So it's not your, if, see, if it was your mom's sister, it'd be perfect. Right. Because then it would be your mm-hmm. aunt, whatever. Anyway, okay. All right, <laughs> let's get out of here. Thanks for listening, all you loyal littles. And remember, if you're out shopping online tonight, use, use the, the code. code. How much Chuck would Tiny Chuck Chuck if Tiny Chuck would Chuck would?
The Loyal Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles Podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Oh, yeah.